Lord has given me, the Lord has given me the word, Jesus, yes. <laughs> the Lord has given me a word for this church. For this church. For this year. A couple weeks ago, he spoke to my heart. And he said, living behind the veil. You are living behind the veil. And 2023 will be for this church a year of living behind the veil. The rest of our lives, from the moment we were born, we've been given access behind the veil, born again. (coughs) But we are going to focus and understand what's been given us, what living behind the veil really means. We are going to come to appreciate it And we are going to come to walk in the power, the authority, the dominion, the blessing, the mercy, everything that's included when Jesus tore the veil. I'm going to try to be real nice and quiet, but beloved, I think it's about to get loud. I just feel it's about to get loud. So if you need some earplugs, go ahead and put them in. You'll probably still be able to hear me. I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm not angry. I am excited. Because there is no Lord like our Lord. There is no King like our King. There is no Jesus like our Jesus. And everything he has, he purchased for you. Everything he has, he died to give you. Everything he has, he tore the veil on your behalf. And I don't know, frankly, how anyone can be quiet about that. I really don't. It is the most exciting, the most splendorous, the most awesome Thing, to understand what God has given you and to walk out in that. It pleases him. And let me tell you, it says that God sits in the heavens and laughs. I don't think he's sitting there with a smirk on his face telling me to be quiet. I think he's thrilled when his kids are excited. So don't think I'm angry. I just couldn't be happier in the Lord. I couldn't be more excited about what the Lord wants to do in your life. So, (coughs) Jesus tore the veil. (laughs) And it is our absolute privilege to live behind the veil. Every moment of every day, every day of your life. And it's really a matter of whether you're going to access what you've been given. Luke 23, 44. It was now about the sixth hour, and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour, for the sun stopped shining. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Hallelujah! You know how thick? You know how thick that veil was? Thick. 
too thick for any one of you to tear for yourself. Something only your mighty loving God could do. And he did it for you. Hallelujah. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. You all say that right now. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Hallelujah. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, and guess what? You've just said that and you are breathing the first of a brand new journey in Christ today. That's what you just did in that confession. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to the witnesses' sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. Those poor people. But all those who knew him say, I know him. I know my Savior. I know the lover of my heart. I know my Father. All those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Matthew 27, 50. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The tombs broke open and the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. And we have been raised, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, we have been raised to new life in him. New life behind the veil. Believe it, brothers and sisters. Life behind the veil is an exciting adventure and it is entirely new for you in Jesus. So we're going to start finding out what living behind the veil, what it really means, what's been purchased for us, what the consequences are of that veil being torn, Romans 8. Romans 8, 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When you are in Christ, there is no condemnation in your life. And you don't need to carry the weight of that in your spirit. Hallelujah. Because through Christ Jesus, listen, listen, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. You have a new law. You have a new way of operation. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed you from the law of sin and death. It is no, that law is no longer operative in your life. And we all need to stop living like it is. Operative, that means, I mean, by when I say that. You now have a new law, a new law accessible to you 
according to which you, as a believer in Christ, now function. It is now a dominant, it is the dominant, it is the superior, it is the supreme law, the law that has destroyed the old and now is your saving grace. You understand that? A totally new law in which you operate behind the veil. The blood broke through, utterly destroyed the law of sin and death. It liberated you. It transformed you. It transferred you into the Lord's grace and mercy and a new covenant of a new law, the law of the Spirit of Christ Jesus. That's powerful, beloved. That is powerful. You got some power in Jesus. Colossians 1.13. For he has rescued us. When you became a believer, you became rescued. He rescued you. For he has rescued us from the dominion. That means the operating force. He has rescued you from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. That's your position now, if you're a believer in Jesus. In whom we have redemption, redemption, complete redemption in every area of your life, the forgiveness of sin. Forgiveness. You are forgiven. Laid at the cross, you're forgiven. Done Signed, sealed, delivered, forgiven. People need to learn how to forgive themselves because Jesus already did it. Okay? If the Lord so leads at the end today, we're going to maybe have a laying on of hand service for anyone who can't forgive themselves, who's having difficulty or, or sometimes feels like they've forgiven themselves and then and then struggles. Because you are forgiven, you are forgiven, you are forgiven. So, this new law not only, not only liberates us from the condemnation, the condemnation that results, okay, when someone breaks the law, the Mosaic law in the Old Testament, when they broke the Mosaic law, but it liberates us from suffering the eternal consequences from sinning. You see that? You have been liberated into a new kingdom. It liberates us in this life, beloved. This isn't just for when you go to heaven yet. We all know we're going to be liberated there. We know that. But this is for this life. This is for you now to live life fully redeemed, you can walk knowing that you are fully redeemed into the fullness of Christ. Into the fullness of your Savior, Jesus Christ. The anointing of the Holy Spirit belongs to you. Don't, don't let anyone tell you that 
the anointing like leaves you. When the anointing came upon Jesus' baptism, what does that scripture say? It says it remained. It remained. He is ever, ever, ever available to you. Just because you make a mistake does not mean you are wrecked and you have lost his spirit within you, okay? That's just flesh. He's overcome the flesh. You either believe he's overcome the flesh or you believe he hasn't. So no longer, we have the Holy Spirit anointing. We have that accessible. We have that in us. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you when you're a born-again believer. So no longer do we have to talk through the prophets. No longer are they the messengers, the only messengers that we hear to, to hear from God. We get to talk directly to God. We get to have his direct counsel via the Holy Spirit. Redemption for our souls. Renewing of our minds. Renewing of our emotions. We don't have to walk in fleshly emotions that try to rule us all the time. It doesn't mean the devil's going to stop talking to you. But it does mean you don't have to believe him. Okay? So we can walk with stability. You get to walk stable and fixed on the mighty word of God. You get to walk stable in a spirit-led life rather than the roller coaster of human emotion that the devil wants you to, to fall back into and believe. Because that doesn't belong to you anymore. That's not your inheritance anymore. The Holy Spirit brings us peace. The Holy Spirit brings us strength and stability and comfort. The Holy Spirit creates in us the very mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit creates in us, renews our spirit to the very Spirit of God. Can you grab a hold of that, please? The Holy Spirit renews the Spirit of God constantly, washing, renewing the Spirit of God in you, His very Spirit. Can you all feel that? Can you all feel that? the very Spirit of God creating in you. Hallelujah. John 14, 26. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. That is your promise. You don't have to walk around thinking, have I heard from God? It says he is going to teach you everything you need. He's going to remind you of everything that he has said. And he's not a man that he should lie. So you're going to be hearing from the very mouth of God, the spirit of God, the heart of God. He will teach you all things, will remind you of everything I have said to you. This is Jesus talking, by the way. Peace I leave with you. Just receive his peace right now. Receive his peace, tangible, in your hearts and spirits. Re settle down, beloved. 
Settle down, Lisa Marie. <laughs> Just because I'm excited doesn't mean I don't have peace. But anyway, peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. You just receive his peace right now. Whatever you're going through, just receive his peace right now. It's yours. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. You see, God gives us as a gift his peace. We walk in the, in the presence of his peace. We are freed, beloved. You are freed in his peace. You are freed from the dominion of sin and death. You have been freed. We really need to understand what that means. We are freed into a new kingdom. a whole new law, a whole new way of operating, beloved. And now, see, we've been transferred into that kingdom of the law of the spirit of life of Christ Jesus, okay? So it's our choice at that point. It's already been given. It is our choice to either walk in that new kingdom, having our, our hearts our sight set on things above. We need to do this. This is, this is an act of our, of our spirit, okay, of our will. Or we can fall back into old habits of sin and death, and the most critical one is wrong thinking, okay? We can fall back if we choose into wrong thinking, but that is not what the Lord has for us. He's given us the mind of Christ, He's given us his word. Those are the things that are higher, that are above. Those are the things when we grasp them, we walk in the ascended life, the life behind the veil, okay? So we can fall back into those wrong thinkings. What are, what are, what are some wrong thinkings? Condemnation, regret. Do any of you struggle with the regrets of the past? You know, like I did this and that was wrong. Okay, well, have you taken it to the Lord? Come on, this is a conversation. Have you taken it to the Lord? Open up your hearts, open up your hearts. Have you taken it to the Lord? Okay, you're done. You get freedom there. Okay, you're washed, you're clean. You don't have to take on the regrets of the past. You don't have to think about how imperfect you have been. There is only one perfect, Jesus. He didn't intend you to live under the strangling force of feeling that you have to be perfect. He has liberated you and give you free, given you freedom to move ahead. I'm sorry, Lord, help me, help me. He is our ever-present help in time of trouble. Help me, it's over, it's in the past. Paul said, I have wronged no man. How could he have said that when he was a murderer? Okay, you get it? All right. So, we cannot continue to allow our hearts to walk in the condemnation of every little mistake we make. 
and past regrets. Colossians 3, 1 through 3. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above the splendor of heaven, the glory of God, the grace, the mercy, the forgiving, the love of God for you. Set your your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died. You died. The old man died. Those emotions with it. And your life is now hidden in Christ. Hallelujah! You are hidden in Christ. What's that like? Can I get a big man, my husband, maybe? Come on, hurry, 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 hurry. <laughs> so this is, my, this is my Christ, okay? And here I am. Okay, t- you turn and face them. And here I am. See? Like, he, he has me totally hidden. Like Jesus. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right? Okay, so here's me, hidden in Christ. Can I have another person? Hurry, 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 hurry. I need two more people. Hurry, hurry. Come on. Thank you. Who wants to be the good guy and who wants to be the bad guy? You're the good guy. You're going to be the bad guy for a minute, but don't take it to heart because I know you're a good guy. Okay, so here's the flesh. And the flesh is saying really mean stuff. Like, you're not forgiven. You goofed up too many times. You hurt too many people. You, th- you think the wrong thoughts, right? That's what the devil says. And I'm going to stay here right hidden in my Jesus, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Here's the Holy Spirit. What's the Holy Spirit saying to me? You're forgiven. You're redeemed. I love you. You're precious. I'm holding you in the palm of my hand. Okay, who am I going to listen to? Sorry, Scott, not going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to this one. You see, I get to be totally hidden in my Jesus listening to the Holy Spirit. And I don't have to listen to this anymore. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Thanks for being good sports. Was that helpful? Okay, because your flesh is always going to be talking to you. Always always going to be talking to you, and you are never going to listen again. You're not going to listen. Okay. For your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Your life is covered by the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ. That's that's how you're walking now. But we have a responsibility in our hearts and in our minds we have to choose where we are going to set our thoughts, where we are going to set our focus, okay? The curse of sin and death has been broken. The scripture tells us that. And the doors, the doors have been flung wide open. No barricades, no bronze ceiling, uh, no no. No barriers of any kind for you, 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 everybody who's a born-again believer to walk into the treasure rooms of God. 
You have been taken into the Holy of Holies behind the veil. There's only treasure there. There's only treasure there, beloved, for you. Your destiny in God. So we have to walk in that renewed life, in the renewed life that's been given us. Every believer, every believer has been released. You have been released. Say, I am released from the law of sin and death. You are released. Take that freedom. Understand that freedom. You have been released from the law of sin and death. The chains have been broken. The chains have been broken. The condemnation, the the struggle, it's been broken by Jesus. And the superseding law, 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 superseding law of the spirit of life in Christ is now your dominant rule. It is what rules your life, okay? Every believer, but here's the deal. Every believer has to agree with God. You must agree. You must understand and you must agree with God. Romans 8, 12 through 14. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation. This is your obligation, But it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it, for if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die in whatever area where that agreement comes. But if by the Spirit, by the Spirit, Holy Spirit, thank you, you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live, because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. When you were born again, you received the very Spirit of God. You are a son or daughter. You are living behind the veil in union with God. That's the new position he has given you. And we must live in the reality of what Jesus purchased and placed into our hands. It's been given to you. The flesh is this habitual animal habitual animal that tries to influence you and control you and constantly persuade you that you are not forgiven, that you you can't do it well enough or, or whatever. Okay? It's ever speaking, trying to encourage you to choose the flesh thoughts over the thoughts of the spirit, the spirit controlled living. You know, face it, beloved, most battles are won in our minds and our hearts. That's, that's where they're won or lost. But if, I, if Psalm 50 tells you that the Lord will renew his spirit in you, his spirit in you, you with him get to win every one of those battles because he's correcting you and he's saying, you know, don't listen. You, you don't need to hear that. You are, you are approved by me. I am happy with you. You are loved by me. It's mercy that I have for you. Right? 
Remember what grace means? Ultimate in beauty, conferring on you characteristics beyond the normal. That's what you get to have. That's who you are. That's the new you. Okay, so the dominion has been broken. The dominion of that law, the old law, has been broken by the blood of Jesus. It's been broken by the blood. And we must live in submission to the mind, to the ways, to the plans of Christ, the spirit of Christ. We have been given the mind of Christ. And not take back those old ways of thinking and habits where the flesh tries to re-enter. Okay? It can try to re-enter all at once, but you don't have to open that door. Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You have been given all of these. We're just going to exercise. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have been, that's past tense, crucified, have crucified the sinful nature. You've already done it because you chose Christ with its passions and desires. Crucified, crucified, crucified. Don't think, don't think they haven't been. Since we live, listen, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The Spirit is always talking to you, leading you, guiding you. You're just going to follow. You're just going to walk the way the Spirit walks. He's, gonna tell, he's never going to give you bad counsel. It says he counsels you with his loving eye upon you, right? So you're just going to follow that. You're just going to walk that out. The things, these things, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, uh, gentleness, and self-control, these things are things that we're going to choose every single day. We're going to choose them. Instead of getting angry, instead of being bitter, instead of um, having angst over what we've done, instead of being unforgiving toward ourselves, we're going to choose these things. Instead of having regret, instead of having jealousy, instead of being competitive, we're going to choose these things. And we're going to say no to those other things that the devil's trying to, and we're going to say, my God loves me. I, I, am, I am walking in the love. I am forgiven. And then we choose to love ourselves no matter what. Because you know what? His love for you never changes. His love for you doesn't change when you, do, when you do something that isn't the best. Your love for you should not change when you make a mistake. You see, it's the same. We're supposed to be like him. So if he doesn't remove his love from you when you make a mistake, you should not remove your love from you when you make a mistake. Does that make sense? Okay. And we then allow the peace of God to reign in our hearts, knowing that he is kind and gentle and compassionate and understanding. We can actually lay our burdens down, knowing that we have a loving, forgiving God. It's not going to hit us over the head with them. It says the bruised reed he will not break. Okay? So when you take it to him, a bruised reed, he's not going to break you. That's, that's not his heart. His heart is mercy and compassion. Okay. <coughs> so, 
We live with a free will. He's given us all free will. We get to do this or not do this. And we have to make choices controlled by the Spirit, choosing every day in every thing that we face to draw nigh unto him, to draw nigh unto him. Because all we have to do is make one little teeny tiny little thought or emotion toward him, and he's right there. He'll never forsake you or leave you. You draw nigh. He draws nigher. <laughs> and that's kind of a bad like, picture because he is already nigh. But you understand what I'm saying. Like he's never going to desert you. Okay? And he will honor any emotion of your heart. That's the point I'm trying to get at. Okay? That we will set our things on the th- our hearts on the things above exactly how he's instructed us. Going back to Colossians 1 thing, 3, 1. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. You are raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Remember what's been given you. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your, mi- set your minds, so our hearts and our minds, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Okay, now let me give you one more example. Well, like, don't think I'm ending my message, but I want to give you another example. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true. Okay, there's only one truth. So... (laughs) If you're having a, if if you think you're confused, you're not. Because you have this. There's no confusion here. So if you're having a little issue, open the word and find where it talks about what you're going through. Okay? Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And guess what happens? The God of peace is with you at that point. Well, he's always with you but he becomes strongly functional. Let's put it that way. You get a renewing in your spirit of the peace of God. Hallelujah. So, <coughs> we no longer have a spirit of fear. See, what, what, is, what is a spirit of fear? Or any, any, any spirit, anger, um, regret, any of those spirits are really an extension of a fear of death. That's really what they are. Because if you rest totally absorbed in the perfect love of God, you'd never be angry, you'd never be fearful, you'd never have another regret because you would understand how much you're loved by your Father. Perfect love casts out all fear, right? So when you understand the perfect love of God toward you, you can let go of all the things that you bother yourself over. Um, So fear's dominion has actually been removed off of you. But we have to walk in our new nature. We have to walk in that new nature. 
Romans 8, 14. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again. See, we don't want to become slaves again to fear, but you have received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father, Abba, Father, my ever-loving, my ever-compassionate, my ever-merciful, my ever-forgiving Father. I'm going to receive those gifts. I'm going to walk in that, in the knowledge of Christ. What is it that saves us from the distraught of this world? It is only the knowledge of Christ functioning, being received into our hearts. Not just knowing it here, understanding it here. The knowledge of Christ Jesus, his mercy and compassion for you. Abba, Father, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children, beloved, when your mind is going a million miles an hour, your spirit isn't doing that, not the spirit of God in you. The spirit of God is always connecting to the Father. And you just need to stop, and you need to pull back, and you need to count to ten, or whatever helps you do that. Or get in the Word and understand that the spirit of the Father is always immediate connection, union, tied into your spirit when you are a born-again believer. His entire fullness is connected to you. Is that making sense? It's your lifeline. It's your heartthrob. It's his very breath giving you breath. Hallelujah. So we have this spirit of power. We have this spirit of love. We have a sound mind. All established by the new nature which God has implanted into you. His spirit testifying with your spirit like this. No one's going to rip me away from that. No one's going to rip you away from that. They couldn't if they wanted to. Truly, sons and daughters, the same as Christ. Do you get that? The same as Christ. Would you ever think for one second of your day that the Lord would ever turn his back or take anything away from Christ? Would you ever think that? Would you? Okay, then you should never think that about yourself. Because through the blood, he sees you the same as Christ. Do you get that? This is life behind the veil, beloved. John 1.12 Yet to all who did receive him, 
to those who believed in his name. Okay, not a bunch of hoops, guys. It's not a circus. He gave the right to become children of God. Yeah, amen. Okay, I want to look at a few just teeny little words here. Who believed in? In from ice, Strong's Concordance, to or into. Listen to this. This is so beautiful. Indicating the point reached past tense in. It's a point already reached or entered of either place, time. Listen, listen. This is what God's given you. Purpose and result. The same result. Am I the only one totally excited about this? The same, the very same result. What results do you see in Christ's life? Whoa, that's what the word just in means. Believing in his name gives you that. Wow, I think that's living behind the veil. (laughs) As a child of God. It means into, in, unto, to, upon, toward, for you, among you. It also means, listen to this, this is all in Strong's, I'm not making this up, and this will just like, you should all just be blasting off. It means motion into which, okay? And, 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 and the, the completed definition of that means, listen, penetration unto union to a particular purpose or result. When you believe on the name of Jesus, you have been given position, particular, into his purpose and his results. It says that in Strong's, okay? I am not making that up, but I wish I could. I wish I did. Because I'd make it even stronger if I could. So in in reality, what has happened to you in the transformation that has happened to you when you go behind the veil with Jesus is you have been grafted into the same purpose and the same result of Jesus. Now we just walk that out in the spirit. Wow. Wow. Children, okay? Children. It means a descendant. You know, child of God. That's why I'm talking about children right now, in case I didn't make that clear. It means an inhabitant of the Father's house. Hallelujah. Now listen to what this means, because this will help you practically get rid of all your striving. Okay? Listen. This is really long. Okay. A child. Anyone living in full dependence on the Holy Father. Hallelujah. 
golly, I just get to depend on him. (laughs) That makes me so happy. That takes so much burden off of my shoulders. He is the burden bearer. The government is upon his shoulders. And I don't have to bear anything that Jesus already bore for me. Anyone living in full dependence, full dependence on the Heavenly Father, fully and willingly relying upon the Lord in glad submission. So does dependence mean that you need to be perfect? Does it mean that you need to walk in perfection? No. It means that you rely on him and you don't rely on yourself. It means that you allow him to forgive you and you stop walking in unforgiveness of yourself. And then Strong's goes on and it says this. This, when you rely on him, when you say, here's where I stop, and thank you, Lord, that you've already picked it up for me. Here's what it means. This prompts God, when we depend on him and not ourselves, this prompts God to transform you into his likeness. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. So it is important not to strive. It's important not to pick yourself up by your bootstraps, young man. See that? It's important that we don't do it on our own. It's important that we draw near to him. Okay, the definition of the child, they go on even beyond this. Okay, listen. A child living in willing dependence illustrates how we must all live in utter dependence upon the Lord moment by moment, drawing guidance, drawing care, drawing nurture from our Heavenly Father. It emphasizes childlike and not childish attitude of heart that willingly and gladly submits to the Father's plan. We profound, this is all in Strong's, we profoundly learn this as, listen, listen, as we are receptive to Christ speaking the rhema word within us to impart faith to us. The rhema word, revelation word, the word of your Father, Holy Spirit word, spoken to your heart, accomplishes this. Hallelujah. So we receive the word, and God does the transformation. That's what it's telling us. We become totally dependent on him, and he does the transformation for us. You can stop your striving and depend on him. Inhabitant, the word. Remember I said inhabitant of the Father's home? Remember I said that? 
In Noah's 1828 dictionary, inhabitant means a dweller, a dweller. You are dwellers in Christ. You are hidden in Christ. One who dwells or resides permanently in a place or who has a fixed residence as distinguished from the occasional lodger. Okay, it does not mean that you are not a permanent dweller when you make a mistake. He doesn't kick you out of the house. He beckons you with a loving heart. He doesn't kick you out because you don't pay the bill. He woos you. Get that? So just because you foul up on a day, he hasn't changed your address. You just continue to draw nigh to him. You go back, you say, nope, nope, devil. This totally is my house. And you might as well just get out now because you were never invited to begin with. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. It means to be an inhabitant, to live or dwell in. Everybody say this, I dwell in Christ. I dwell in Christ. To occupy, listen to this, a place of settled, settled residence. You can settle it in your hearts where you abide, beloved. Settle it in your hearts. Are you listening? We must be settled in our hearts as to our occupancy and not let the devil serve us eviction notices. We must be settled in our hearts as to our occupancy. Like Adam and Eve, like Adam and Eve, we have to choose. We have a choice. We have free will. We have to choose to whom we are going to submit on a continual basis. The Spirit himself is testifying with our spirit at all times according to the life, the law of the life of Christ, the spirit of life of Christ in us, the, same, the very same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that is now in doing you, okay, in doing you, endowing you with the very glory of God. This is a strong gospel, and I'm not going to apologize for it because that's what the scripture says. He's given you the same glory that God gave him. Jesus, I'm talking about. We are his beloved children. Okay, listen. And, and, and besides, the Lord gave me those specific two words to apply to this. He said, I want you to use the word do" and the word endow. I said, okay, Lord, I'll do that. And then I went and I looked up the words do" and endow. Endow, to put on, oh, listen to this, this is so beautiful. To put on something to invest. He has invested his spirit and his glory in you. Listen, are you listening? He has invested in you his very same spirit. 
to clothe. You are clothed in the Spirit of God. What in the, and I use this term practically, what in this world can get through the clothing of God? Nothing in the world. Hallelujah. To furnish, to supply with. I want you to say this. I am supplied with God's spirit. Hallelujah. Okay, the word endow. To settle on as a permanent provision. You have been settled upon as a permanent provision. You have the Spirit of God, the glory of God as your permanent provision. God's Spirit settled on us, in us, clothing us, invested in us as our permanent provision. His Gift to us. Whoa. I'm, whoa. In you. In you. In you. In you. In you. In you. Say, in me. In me. His permanent provision of his Holy Spirit and glory in me. In me. In me. And what does that do? It allows you to be established, unmovable, behind the veil. Say this. God has settled his spirit in me. It is my permanent provision. I am established in his glory behind the veil. That's me. That's you. <laughs> Romans eight eleven and 16. And if, and we know if means it's been done, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Verse 16, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Jesus if indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. same spirit of God is our modus of operandi. The same spirit is testifying life 
and power and authority and dominion and healing and forgiveness over every evil force that would try to come against you. They have no right. They have no privilege. They have no dominion. They have no authority. Victory already accomplished for you. Hallelujah. Are you going to agree? Are you going to act like you agree? Are you going to walk in agreement? That's Thanksgiving. Thank you, sister! Give him thanks every day because Thanksgiving means agreement with God. If you don't know what else to do, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, praise him. Shout hallelujah to your king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Choose not to look back on the former things. Choose not to look back on the former mistakes. Choose not to look back on the former sin. Choose not to look back on the shame and the condemnation. Because we don't own it. It doesn't belong to us anymore. We do not have to suffer condemnation anymore. Accept your redemption. Accept your reconciliation. And are you going to walk in the freedom that Christ has purchased for you? Freedom. Him whom the Son sets free is free indeed. From all the garbage, from all the baggage, from every chain, every bondage, every stronghold, free, 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 I am free indeed. Say that. Free, 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 I am free indeed. And we're going to say no to the flesh every time it tries to convict, con- condemn us. We're going to say no to every reminder of our past imperfections. We are going to receive the grace and the mercy given to us by God. We are going to walk in his spirit. We are going to walk free in him as a true son or daughter of, a living, of the living God. I'm going to stay right behind that veil, and I'm not going back to the other side. I have a new kingdom that's been purchased for me, and nobody's going to tell me to go back to that old kingdom of darkness or that it has any hold on me whatsoever. And when we do this, living free as a son and daughter of the living Christ, when we do this, we receive the same inheritance, the same fullness, the same power, the same authority, the same dominion, the same spiritual blessing as Christ. Romans 8, 17 
Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God. You know, we all talk about being co-heirs with Jesus. It's twofold. Heirs of God and co-heir with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. That's the word of God unto you. That's life behind the veil, beloved. And that is what the Lord has told me to tell you we are going to be doing all year long. Hallelujah. So I am going to take tithes, and we are going to do offering, but I really do believe in my spirit. Anyone who is suffering from any sort of unforgiveness in their lives, whether that's unforgiveness towards